0: Welcome to Empower Humans.
1: Welcome again to the Empower Humans podcast. This is episode 65. This is a video episode, my friends. Uh, we don't have many of those. We uh, got an interview with the one and only incredibly talented singer, Daniel Emmett, who was on uh, America's Got Talent uh, season 2018. He was one of the finalists, and uh, really exciting interview. Really dynamic. He's young. He's got <laughs> he's got quite a career ahead. And uh, I'm excited to see where this career goes. I wouldn't be surprised if we see him uh, in the upper echelons of all the things that we consider that in, in the music biz and uh, possibly even marquee on the Las Vegas Strip, uh, just like Donnie Marie and uh, Britney and Celine Dion and Backstreet Boys. He's got such a range of talent from opera to pop music to, we talked about this, the Beatles and all these other things. Hey, I got shadows going on behind me. Uh, that's exciting, and those those who are just listening, uh, you probably tune into the video, see the shadows. A little bit of a green background. Maybe I'll maybe I'll put in some monsters or something uh, like a green screen. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, in any case, uh, listen to this interview. I want to remind you, our audience, as always, you are absolutely priceless. Nothing can change that. Uh, all the riches and all the other things in this world, all the fleeting stuff, nothing can change your priceless status here. And uh, the riches are found in you, my friends. I also remind you, as always, you are never alone. Don't ever forget that. If you need any help or assistance, reach out. Reach out to me, uh, empowerhumans.com. Contact page is email, info at empowerhumans.com, at uh, empower101 on Instagram and Twitter. And I want to challenge you, as always, study. Keep studying if you have been. Start studying if you haven't been. Continue to learn, grow, continue to sharpen your mind. And just, uh, you know, pour... Contents of uh, knowledge of value into this uh, priceless thing we have in our brains, and uh, it, it'll it'll make your days go better. It'll it just makes you feel better, and it also uh, help you to continue to progress. So you don't you don't feel stagnant in life. Continue to study. Also make great moments that usually involves those that we love or just people in general. Uh, that means surprise. Love is, a, I always say this love is a verb, an action item, not just a noun. Surprise those we love and uh, do things, make things uh, into great moments, whatever it is. Sometimes things go wrong, turn those into great moments. Take lemons, make lemonade, as they say. Uh, make great moments, loved ones, family, children, uh, like I always say, co workers, roommates, whatever you got in your world, make great moments. And the last challenge is always, let's keep doing this podcast together. Daniel is, uh, I'm so impressed uh, with this guy. He has so much talent and uh, explains himself so well. Uh, We got into some of his other outside interests as well, so stay tuned for that in our interview. And again, like I say, I wouldn't be surprised to see this guy uh, on tour with some of the greats and uh, become one of the greats. He reminds me of a Josh Groban, uh, but massive range and... uh, Probably going to have something uh, of a show of his own at some point here pretty soon, so stay tuned for that. Lots of things uh, that uh, I think are brewing from what they tell me, but things we can't quite yet publicly talk about. So stay tuned, enjoy our interview, and here we go, Daniel Emmett. We are here today with the one and only Daniel Emmett and doing a, a rare video interview. Hey, Hey, here we are in Las Vegas. Good old Las Vegas. We're cooling Absolutely. off the fall time, right?
0: Yes, we are. It's finally finally cool enough to step outside. It is a beautiful time in our city. We were, Absolutely. Yeah,
1: we were just talking about that. Vegas gets up to like 130 in the summer. And then we get, we have cold winter, but it doesn't quite snow generally.
0: No. Nah. Well, last year it snowed a little bit. Yeah. Out at least out here by us in Summerlin. It was we are what, like a couple inches on the ground a couple of mornings? Yeah. That was which is a lot for here. If you're not from here, that, that shuts down the city. <laughs> For about an hour, and then exactly. <laughs> but they <laughs> right. will close the schools.
1: Right, right. For Daniel, for those who don't know, was on the 2018 season America's Got Talent. That is correct, and uh, super talented. The range of singing that you can't even imagine. I mean, you would sing everything from opera to pop music. Yep. I've heard you sing some Beatles songs. I have. Uh, but let, let's let's go way back. I know you're a youngster, but let's go all the way back. Back to the beginning. Back to the 90s.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What a good time. What a time to be alive.
1: That was the time I was... uh, That's when I started uh, playing the drums myself. Nice. But what what year were you born? 93. Oh, yeah, you are a youngster. Mm -hmm. That's actually the year I started playing the drums. Hey! hey. (laughs) It was a musical year. Yeah, there's something about that. And uh, so... But you're
0: from back east originally. I am originally from upstate New York, Rochester to be specific. Great place to be from. Great yeah. place to live.
1: Do you have, uh, do you have any siblings too or? I
0: do. I have, I have four siblings, five siblings. I'm so sorry. Let's retake that. One second. I have so many siblings and they're all so wonderful. <laughs> I have I come from a very cool blended family. I'm actually an only child of my biological parents. Oh really? And then I have two amazing older step-siblings uh-huh. and three younger half-siblings on either side of the family that my parents have since remarried. And we have this incredible blended family that is huge. Wow. And we live all over the country. I, I live in Vegas. One of my younger brothers lives in Vegas. Two of my younger siblings live in Rochester still. Mm-hmm. And I have an older brother that lives in Kansas and an older sister that lives in Nebraska. So we are all over the U.S. Wow. Wow, Big family.
1: yeah, that's you know, I come from some of that too. My parents split up. I got two older brothers, but so so where do you
0: fit in that mix? As I like- am exactly in the middle. I've actually <laughs> been every kind of child. I was an only child. <laughs> yeah. then I was a youngest child. I'm currently a middle child, and I am technically the oldest child on one side of the family. Wow. So I have, all the child syndromes. Yeah, you can really
1: Yeah, you must have read the birth order book. Uh, yep. <laughs> a lot of, but right now you're the crazy middle kid. I am the, the crazy middle the kid. Stereotype. That's so. me. Good. Tuity. I interviewed another crazy middle kid, but he was in the middle of seven. So,
0: wow, that, even crazier. Even crazier. Yep.
1: <laughs> the deeper down the middle. So, in this childhood and all these things going on, what was it that made you gravitate towards music?
0: You know, I always enjoyed music as a kid growing up and singing around the house and, Mm -hmm. you know, being in school choir and school plays. But I never really considered it as a career necessarily until I actually moved to Vegas with my family when I was 15. Mm. And then I guess just being in this crazy city and this incredible entertainment environment, seeing the headliners like Celine at Caesars and Donnie Marie over at Flamingo and just... Kind of experiencing that great entertainment that the city has to offer really inspired me to take my music to the next level. And when I moved here and I yeah. went to Faith Lutheran in yeah. high school, yeah. I joined the high school choir that required you to take voice lessons to be in it. So I went got a voice teacher here, and that was when I first experienced the more classical, you know, um, multilingual side of music as a solo classical young artist. Yeah, yeah. And I really fell in love with that and just absolutely just fell in love with music that way. And wow. when I was a junior in high school, I had an opportunity to sing for my first ever solo appearance outside of a school play <laughs> or, you know, choir or anything. I got to sing for the Nevada Childhood Cancer Foundation's annual gala at the Bellagio. That was the first time I'd ever stepped on stage to oh, do a solo wow. in front of about 800 people. And the feeling of just, being on stage and experiencing that moment with the with that audience was just electrifying in a way that I never felt before. And wow. I knew when I stepped off that stage, I wanted to do this for the rest of my life.
1: Yeah, you got you caught the bug. Of I a, did. I caught it. Good. Yeah, and it's contagious. But you've uh, you haven't gotten rid of it. Sounds like so.
0: I no, it's still here. It is, yeah, yeah, I can tell. And still well sick with that bug.
1: And we're all grateful, by the way. I watch you sing, and it's moving. By the way, we talk about multilingual. Now you sing in all these various languages, from Spanish to Italian and so on. Do you speak these languages too, or do you just sing in them?
0: I speak enough to get by in most of them. There's a few I'm still working on. My French is real rusty, Uh-oh. but uh, but I'm working on that one. But yeah. Um, yeah, I can get by in in a few of the languages. And of course, I know always everything that I'm singing about. I've you know I know all the all the translation and everything that we're singing about when we're out there so we can deliver it correctly.
1: Good. So you're not... You're not, not just, just not just spouting nonsense.
0: No, absolutely not. No, that's, that's a passion of mine is really understanding the language where the song is either translated into or came from originally so you can deliver it with that spin on it that makes it unique.
1: Yeah, that feeling of the, those languages. I think of Justin Bieber, the Despacito, mm-hmm. and uh, I saw a thing where he... He went and he started tried to sing it in a club, but he didn't really know the words. He was just da 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 das. But like most of mm-hmm. the gringos do mm-hmm. because we just know the despa. Right. so anyway, that that happens when you're singing outside your your native language. that's true. So uh, how many languages do you sing in, though? Seven. Seven different languages. Mm-hmm. Okay, We're talking Spanish, Italian, what Latin?
0: Yep. actually. yes. <laughs> of uh, course English, English, French. Yep. German and Russian. Oh, Russian, too. Mm-hmm. Some of my good... favorites, actually.
1: Wow. That's, that's, yeah, different alphabet and everything.
0: It is. That one's tricky. That one is, that one is a hard one to sight read, for sure. But <laughs> it, is, it is very, very fun. And it's really rewarding to get to sing in these different languages and experience different cultures when you do it because yeah. you can connect to such a broad audience through that medium.
1: Yeah, yeah, no kidding. I, and I think about when I've seen you perform this range we talk about from opera to all these other things, is there any other performer like you <laughs> out there? Because I, for one, can't think of one. I mean, I, there's some other. I, I, the only thing I can think of is maybe a Josh Groban, but I still think you're one of a kind.
0: Well, thank you very much. I appreciate that. You know, we all try to be a little bit different and unique in this music, crazy music world that we live in. And what's cool about the classical crossover genre that technically is what I sing is that it is a lane that's always evolving and it's always changing. There's the pioneers of it, of course, like you mentioned, Josh Groban. And the fact that you compare me to him is such an honor because he is one of the original pioneers of the classical crossover genre yeah. with the song You Raised Me Up and different things that he recorded with David Foster. And his career has been just varied and incredible and he's still reinventing himself all the time. Yeah. His last album was fantastic. Uh, Other artists like Andrea Bocelli do similar things where it's multilingual and it's a little bit multi-genre where you have that blend between a pop and an opera singer. What I like to do is I really like to take it a step further and include a lot of rock and roll crossover as well. And what we do, like you mentioned, the Beatles cover that we did in my show at Caesars, the come together version, which is a little bit of hard rock mixed with classical power.
1: Yeah, yeah, oh, come together. You can't argue with that song either. Uh, and, And speaking of that kind of thing, obviously we know you got into this opera and these other uh, kind of more classical styles uh, uh, in your teenage years sounds like prior to that what were you listening to or what else do you listen to music wise
0: (laughs) you know I listen to everything from indie to you know alternative classical obviously if we were to put my Spotify on shuffle right now it would be Probably chaotic and terrifying to the average <laughs> listener because it's so all over the place. It'll yeah. one minute it'll be Pavarotti belting and Adonari, and the next it's <laughs> you know LP's hit that just went number one, and oh. it went. Uh, I think she just went diamond in Mexico actually with it, and it. And mm. the next it's Imagine Dragons, and then we're you know over to some musical theater, and then we're hit over to Groban, and it's and there's probably some Bieber in there as you mentioned earlier. Despacito's probably in there somewhere. I know I'm it sure. was when it came out, but Since
1: everybody's playlist. That's
0: what I love about music is that. Nowadays, there's so much great music in every genre. And because of the great platforms we have, like Apple Music and and with Spotify and all the different ones, we have access to so much more music than we used to. We can really be exposed to so much more content, and there's great stuff everywhere to be heard.
1: Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I mean, to me, any art, music or otherwise, that comes from the heart, and that Mm -hmm. rhymes, congratulations, but any (laughs) art that... (laughs) The word art is in heart. Yes, it Uh, is. But truthfully, though, in all seriousness, any art that comes from the heart, as obscure and strange as some of it might be at times, has some appeal to me. Because there's just something about art in general. Whether you're singing hip-hop or Despacito or Mm -hmm. Pavarotti, uh, all these various beautiful things. And that's the beauty of of this world. I mean... Variety is the spice of life, as Tony Horton used to say from Beachbody. <laughs> that is correct. I
0: 100 percent agree with that. Yeah,
1: so I'm glad to hear that. And by the way, speaking of which, is there any hip hop, rap, any of that kind of stuff? Oh, any Nicki Minaj,
0: <laughs> Lizzo is a staple on my playlist. That is that is a given. Okay, absolutely. But
1: you're not you're not doing a lot of hip hop
0: yourself, performance wise. Not as often as <laughs> may, maybe someday. Maybe someday I'll get into that. There is a there is a brief hip hop moment in and uh the opening number of my show but ah. it's a it's a it's just a it's just to throw that variety in the spice of life you were just talking about in there just yeah. to throw in some extra flavor yeah
1: that's great and i think people can appreciate that there's not a lot of a lot of what's in vegas by the by the way is really kind of no offense vegas but uh pigeon a little bit it's like mm-hmm. you either got britney spears or you've got celine and we love all of them absolutely but you cover a spectrum, and I think there's a market for that. I did, it, just my hunch.
0: I sure hope so. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But that's something that I love being able to do is to be able to bridge the gap between the genres and really bring something for everyone to every show that I put on, whether yeah. that's with a symphony or whether that's with a band like we mm-hmm. had at Caesars or yeah. whether it's just me. Yeah, uh, you got to bring something for everyone because that's what music's all about. It is universal and it's there for everybody.
1: And and you do it so well. I think now. I don't want to transition too hardcore here, but I think of the roller coaster you had on America's Got Talent. Ah, yes. and, and it was a roller coaster literally from day one. Yep, <laughs> it was. Um, but first, before we get into that, what made you go do... It takes a certain level of confidence to go on a stage like that and perform. What What made you go do that, and what were you thinking when you went out on that stage before the roller coaster started?
0: What I was thinking is that... Well, first, we'll go into why I chose America's Got Talent. And that is because they are not afraid of an artist who's a little bit left of center. Like we said, it's not someone who's cut and dry top 40. It's someone who wants to be in a couple of different lanes at one time, like what we do. And I also wanted to go on the show because I felt it was the right time for me as an artist to put myself out there. I felt I was confident in my art and what I had to offer. And Mm -hmm. also that I feel that there's a little bit of a gap in the American music market right now. For a classical crossover singer, we have amazing artists that are out there, but I think the lane is a little bit open for somebody new right now, and that was why I chose to go on when I did. But I really picked America's Got Talent because I felt that their platform was the perfect match for me, yeah. And they were open to that as well. Yeah, they asked. You know, I got the chance to go on and perform in front of America and the judges, and. As we saw, nothing ever goes to plan when you perform (laughs) in front of Simon Cowell. Yeah, Simon (laughs) Cowell's involved. Uh, (laughs) He's going to throw some curveballs at you, that is for sure.
1: And tell us what happened with Simon in your own words and and your own feelings. Because I watched this and I watched again today just to kind of get in the zone with you. But uh, there's a look on your face when he stops that. And what was going through your head? Well, start from the beginning. Tell me what happened in your audition.
0: Okay. All right. So I'm gonna let you all in on a little secret. There's an unwritten rule in the world of television that when you audition for a TV talent show, don't go out with an original song. Just don't do it, don't do it. Learn from me, don't do it. So I went out and I sang an original song in front of Simon Cowell And millions of people on national television, which I felt very confident in, and I still am very proud of that song. Yeah. And right as I got to the big moment of the song, Simon just stops me right in the middle of the song. Now, I didn't know it in the moment, but it wasn't because Simon didn't like the song that I was singing, but Simon had another song in mind that he wanted to hear me sing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I'm like, what is going on? So <laughs> that Simon, was the look. On so that, that was the look. It was like full deer in headlights. Like, what's happening? Uh, <laughs> so Simon Simon says, okay. I, Simon says, there. that's funny. Yeah, another one. Simon says, all right, I've got this song. It's in Italian. And I want to hear you sing it. Have you heard of it before? I'm <laughs> yeah. like, no, I, I have not. And he says, okay, all right, we'll go backstage, learn it. And, you know, come back in an hour and then sing it for me. Yeah, yeah in an hour. <laughs> and I will t- I don't know it was a little bit of determination, a little bit of <laughs> divine intervention and a whole lot of red bull yeah, that got me yeah. through that hour. Yeah. And I came back. I just said to myself, "Look, this is your chance now. This is your this is your chance to show what you're made of and what you can do and just knuckle down and do it." And I stared at that piece of paper and put the song up to my ear for about an hour backstage. And then I got the call. Okay, you ready? It's time to go back to stage. And I'm like, actually, I think Tyra Banks actually asked me that on the way back to stage. She looked at me and she was grabbing by the shoulder. She goes, are you ready for this? And I was like, I don't know. And (laughs) (laughs) And she was like, well, you have to. Threw me out on the stage and I went back out there and I sang the song. And by some miracle, all but two of the words came out of my mouth and... The crowd went to their feet and it was the greatest moment of my life. They went to their
1: feet from about the first five seconds because I I, I watched it today. That, and 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 the look of the Simon kind of did this, uh, he almost twitched as you started singing. I, noticed, I was like, oh, wow. Well, he didn't expect that. And I'll just say, you crushed it. Well, I mean, to be you... fair,
0: neither did I. I didn't expect it either. But we uh, <laughs> no. it was just an incredible moment. And I'm so grateful for that opportunity to yeah. Yeah. have had that challenge. Because I actually uh, recently released that song that Simon made me learn, yes. Pasara, as my first single. And it actually... I'm really proud of this. It actually debuted at number two on the iTunes classical chart when awesome. it was first released.
1: Yeah, I love it. I love it. And and you bring you bring such a flavor to that kind of music, if we can use flavor with classical. I like it. Uh, that I, I just, I mean, do you see this kind of music? We'll get back to America's Got Talent. Do you see this kind of music gaining in popularity because we have so many other? We talk about the hip hop and all mm-hmm. these other genres. Do you see? And maybe you you can be an instrument in that. Uh, process. I would love to
0: be that instrument. I hope so. I mean there's if nothing else, what we showed on AGT is the fact that if you know, Opera Boy right here can make it to the finals and we'll go get back into that journey later on. Yeah. But just it shows that there is an appetite for that music in the American market and internationally as well yeah. of course I mean there's a huge market for it in in Europe but especially in America I really think that now with our music tastes and our playlists all being so varied and diverse I think there's absolutely a market for the kind of music that I do and I hope that what little bit I can do to help classical music grow in popularity it's uh, I think I believe it was Johnny Katz that uh, coined me this first was uh, the gateway drug to classical music <laughs> and I will take it. I mm. will take it. That's that's what I'd love to be because I love classical music. I grew up with it and I studied it in school. Yeah. And it's something that I wish I could make it more accessible to and just not so scary to some of the younger generation and some of my own generation that maybe wouldn't gravitate to opera and classical music right away on their own. But if we can do a cover of a song that they love in a classical style, kind of like mm. what we did with... Um, Aerosmiths don't want to miss a thing in the in the uh, quarterfinals. If yeah. we can show them that classical yeah. can be like that, maybe it's maybe then they'll say, what, you know, I'll get comments like, "Wow, I didn't know opera could be like that. That's really fun. That's really cool." And that's that's something that I would like to do and explore more of is just kind of being that bridge between pop, you know, "quote unquote" popular music and classical music. That mm. would be the home that I would love to fit in the uh, music business and the entertainment industry.
1: Yeah. And and there's so much uh, flavor in classical music. I keep using that word flavor, but That's there's so word. much, uh, yeah, there's so many layers to it and so much work goes into all these various instruments. And mm-hmm. I, I always think about going into an orchestra and everyone's tuning to middle C and you just hear this, ah. <laughs> that might not have been middle C, you probably know. But in any case, you just hear that as you walk in waiting for the orchestra to perform. And, Absolutely. Uh, It's just uh, take and repackage something that's so beautiful and really is where, you know, modern music started anyway. uh, I I think there's something there. But, you know, we're just philosophizing right now. Uh, America and the rest of the world. philosophize away. Yeah, we we could go on for hours on that. Yes, we could. (laughs) I'm a music guy myself, but uh, not of your caliber. Oh, stop it. (laughs) And, And so I think about your America's Got Talent journey. One thing I always wonder about that show, is there a drama backstage or people getting catty and you this know, is a competition for crying out
0: loud. I think that's one of the best things about America's Got Talent is because our competition is so diverse. Like how, how can you be catty when we're we actually that was the best part about the show is how friendly it was backstage and how our season just became like a little family that's great. of all the different acts. I mean, how how can you I can imagine it might get a little more cutthroat on a competition where you're all the same. Like you're all magicians or you're all singers or you're all dancers. But <laughs> yeah. how how can you be caddy when it's everyone is so talented in a completely different field than you? There's no way to compare yourself or worry about you know trying to be negative backstage all you can think all we can worry about trust me the schedules we have back there are very full and <laughs> and it was amazing and a crazy and wonderful time that yeah all you have time to worry about is being the best you can be and what's great is that everyone there is they're there for the same reason they're there to showcase what they do in the best light and they're not there to tear other people down
1: mm, that's great i and i you say that where everyone's doing something you got a magician and a dancer and a group doing this or that mm-hmm. That's one of the things I love about America's Got talent, me too. And because yeah, I think back to American Isle where Simon, you know, became real famous, oh, to yeah. begin with uh, and but that's all it was as singers. Mm-hmm. I can only imagine there must have been some cattiness there, but we're only speculating. I and, can't
0: speak to that. I was never on that show. Uh, and <laughs> yeah, and my show, I had a great experience with it, but i can I can imagine it might get a little more competitive is the wrong word, but there there. It would be easier to, I would feel it would be easier to become more of a competitive environment than backstage AGT, which honestly was just a really empowering and, um, word of the day, yeah. empowering and <laughs> uplifting environment backstage. While yeah. hectic and yeah. obviously high stress, but that's what was the best part is all the contestants really banded together to help each other through it.
1: Yeah, that's great. That's great. That's good to hear. Um, so for those of us who haven't gone on AGT, which is a few of us in America, um more haven't than have, we'll just say. Uh, <laughs> uh, and that being said, what can you say? What's it like going from relative obscurity to literally being known widely uh literally overnight? Oh my gosh. What okay. is that like?
0: I will tell you my favorite story. So <laughs> it's it's wild. First of all, it's wild and it's unreal. I'm still I mean, it's so it's crazy and wonderful to get recognized out in the world and it is just yeah. this surreal feeling that you get i remember the first time it ever happened to me was the day after the episode we were talking about with simon stopping me and asked me to uh, learn the new song the day after it aired i was driving to la and it's like six o'clock in the morning i'm at the gas station mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and i remember this like it was yesterday this bright blue mustang pulls in in front of me at the <laughs> pump ahead of me and this blonde lady gets out And she opens her gas cap and then she sees me. And I've never been recognized before out in public in my life. <laughs> so all of a sudden, this woman just does this like crazy double take and full on sprints at me. Not walks, not waves, just sprints. I'm like, Am I on fire? What's going on? And <laughs> thankfully, she run- you thankfully I was not on fire. Mm-hmm. But she runs up to me, and in this very thick Eastern European accent, she just goes, "Okay, I just I have to tell you, I saw you last night on the TV's, and I just oh my God, I love you. I just oh, just I have okay, I be vote. I be vote for you. Okay. I love you. Goodbye. <laughs> and she does not stop. She does not close her gas cap. She does not put gas in her car. She just gets back in the car and drives away. <laughs> and I was just like, I hope she made it home. Yeah. Like, I hope you're okay out there, Blue Mustang Lady, wherever you are. Just know that I love you. Yeah. And thank you for voting. Yeah. But uh, it There's was a movie in there. Somewhere. It was. It was the most yeah. surreal experience I've ever had in my life.
1: Wow. that's That's an interesting story. And well done on the accent, by Thank the way. You. <laughs> you speak all these <laughs> languages; you get the accents done. So, any other stories or any other like? Because I saw a thing where you were reading some of the tweets that people were saying about you. Oh uh, my gosh! Yes. So, wh- what do you make of all that? Because, like, as a guy who hasn't been famous, you know, so far, I uh, I can I can only imagine you have people. Do you think about, okay, I'm doing this performance. What's everyone going to think? And then you get this Twitter. What's all that like?
0: You know, it's something that I don't have a word for it except surreal and amazing. Because the fact that little old me can go out on a stage and sing and be able to reach people like that is, it just, there's no word for it. Your heart's just full. Because yeah. if what I'm doing on stage can connect with people enough that they want to tweet about me mm-hmm. that that means more than anything else in the world and I do have the best fans on the planet I I will say that forever they are best fans, best fans We don't right doubt it you guys no. are amazing and you inspire me to continue to make music every day I wouldn't I wouldn't be able to do what I do without Without them, and that just means everything.
1: Yeah. Well, it takes a great artist to get great fans, Thanks. mind you. And I and I think too, because I've interviewed some member, like members of the band Corn, mm. and the drummer was telling me, uh, you ought to sit down and listen to classical music and stuff too. It kind of, it's a well-rounded thing musically. If you're a real artist musically, uh, it's it's just something uh, you ought to do too. And uh of course they and other bands, everyone will say they have the best fans. But I'm glad that you have such great fans. I'm and, very and, blessed by that. <laughs> And I and I think too, would speak back to this roller coaster part, um <laughs> You came back, you left the show, right? Essentially, I don't know. You were, I
0: would say I was asked to leave. I wouldn't say I left, but. <laughs> yeah, you didn't, yeah, you didn't just like, you know, I'm tired, Simon. I, I left, but not by my choice. Um, <laughs> right. I, yes, I was cut in the second round. I did not make it through the judge cuts. But and it, AGT told me this. They had never experienced an outcry from the fan base. Yeah like what happened when I was cut which again means so much to me that that happened and AGT brought me back as a wild card because of the the fan reaction and that enabled me to come back to the show and deliver my all-time favorite performance I've ever done which was of the Diane Warren Aerosmith song don't want to miss a thing Mm. and we did it in Spanish and it was just <laughs> my favorite performance I've ever given. And after that, I actually... So we'll go into the little saga. So then I got into what's called the Dunkin' Save. And for those of you that don't know, that in the entertainment world, I think is the most stressful thing that you can possibly ever be a <laughs> part of. It is. I still, anytime I hear that music, when I watch the show again, it's like full on throw you right back into the moment. You Trigger. start sweating. It's just the whole thing is bad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But what happens is then America gets to vote to save one of three acts in the Duncan Save. And in this quarterfinal round, they voted to save me and put me through to semifinals, which was the biggest moment for me on America's Got Talent. The challenge with Simon was very cool, but getting saved by America was the best moment of the show.
1: That I can imagine that's a great point because you think a whole bunch of people had to step up. It wasn't just one or two of the judges or you know, Tyra backstage, just save this guy. It was a bunch of people who aren't in front of the spotlight said, I'm going to keep this guy on there. Vote, vote, Mm -hmm. vote, Mm vote. And, and got you there. So that's, that's a great story. And that gives all of us some perspective because I wouldn't have thought of it that way, but that's true. Um, And and speaking, by the way, the judges, do you have a favorite judge? Heidi Klum. (laughs) Well, you went straight into that. Yes. She You've probably been asked that before.
0: Yes. I I do love all the judges and they all were incredibly supportive in their own way. But Heidi has a special place in my heart. She is just from day one, she has been the kindest out of all the judges. And Tyra as well was very, very kind to me backstage and on stage as well. She's just a sweetheart of a person. Great. Heidi was just I remember right before um, right before that quarterfinal episode where they brought me back for my wildcard episode for the show right before i was about to sing we're on commercial break and heidi is you know across the moat of the judges shall we say yeah from stage yeah and i walked out and i'm getting set to go and from the other side of the bench i just hear this daniel i love you you got this (laughs) and i look over and heidi's out there waving her arms and shouting for me and i'll just i'll never forget that moment because she is she's such a a wonderful human being
1: yeah very supportive very sweet and I think too when I saw your first year audition there's a shot of her at the beginning and she just perked up like uh, you know and girls do this when a guy start a, a good singer like yourself is <laughs> uh, like oh she uh I could tell there was at least some support if not love she's right, just, right off from the get-go
0: she's just an amazing person and I'm, I was very fortunate that she was a big champion of mine on the show um throughout the entire season
1: you got to at least have gratitude for Simon cause he gave you a pretty memorable. Absolutely. No, I, and like I said,
0: all the judges are, I have a fond place in my heart for all of them. Yeah. But H- Heidi's my number one, but I would say, uh, yeah, it's, they're all, they're all fantastic. And Simon of course is one of the titans of the music industry. So just the fact that I have had interactions with him is something I'll never forget. And the fact that he gave me the opportunity to prove who I was not only as an artist, but who I am as a person in that first episode, um, Meant a lot to me as well.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's great. That's great. Thank you, Heidi. Uh, I know you're watching this, um, and I think we have a mutual friend, Jerry, who's yes, band we leader. Do. And and I I said, Jerry, you know what? I'm going to be uh, interviewing our, our good friend Daniel. And, and he said, ask Daniel. oh He said, do you know anything about cars in general? Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> and I it. said, well, I don't know the story behind that, so I'm just going to ask him, and we're going to see what happens.
0: Yeah, Jerry's had to travel with me across the country now, so he knows that my second <laughs> love, music is my first love, but my second love is all things automotive. It's it's more of a disease, really. Oh, okay. Um, it's.
1: I didn't know if it was going to go on that end of the spectrum or the other end where you know nothing.
0: Oh, it's, it's a problem. It is a problem. <laughs> it's, you know, I don't know if you've ever seen the uh, great show that originally aired on the BBC top gear uh-huh. but that is a that some. is an absolute favorite of mine of all time I love it. anything to do if it's got an engine and Two plus wheels. I'm there. I'm, <laughs> I'm here for it. Just sign me up. I want to learn everything there is to know about it. And I want to drive it and drive it fast. Wow.
1: We got to get <laughs> you in Jay's garage. Jay oh,
0: Lynn. oh, the dream. <laughs> oh, that would be a dream come That's true. That's the man. next dream. There, there it is. Conquered America's Got Talent. Now for Jay Lynn's Garage. <laughs> uh, I'll
1: make a couple calls for you. All right. I, uh, so, and, and since we're still in cars, Tell me more. I mean, <laughs> I mean, do you do sports cars? Anything cars? You say?
0: I yeah, I would say anything. It's it's just it's a love that I've had since I was. Um since I could walk, really, my parents said mm-hmm. that when I was very, very young, I was able to identify which car was ours in the parking lot at two years old by the hubcaps. So I'm weird. <laughs> if that, if you didn't know already, I'm a weirdo. But, uh, Your parents no, had
1: hubcaps in the 90s? I, I guess so.
0: Maybe the, <laughs> I should say rims, but you know, either yeah, I don't, yeah, yeah. I'm not sure if it was hubcaps or, or rims. But, yeah, uh, I got you. Though. Go. I don't have the memory, but they do. But now it's just grown into something that I've always loved and I've always been fascinated by. And just the the engineering behind it and the style it's everything is just fascinates me about it. There
1: must be something about that that gets you because I think, well, how does this cross reference with being into classical music and being such a well-rounded musician? Because there's so many details that go into a car too and it Maybe. fascinates you. There's a lot of detail and layers like we talk about with classical music and all music really mm-hmm. and the emotion involved and uh, cars can get you emotional too. Um, interesting okay i'm glad we covered that thanks Absolutely. jerry thank you jerry <laughs> thanks for asking that, jerry. Thanks for bringing that one in um so as we get close to wrapping up here is there any other project anything else that you want to talk about other performance i know you've got a lot of things coming up anything you want to touch on
0: i actually just had my first solo symphonic concert this last weekend in irving texas which was a, that and we were talking about this earlier with orchestras there is no feeling in the world like having a full symphony back you up on stage like that wow <laughs> yeah. that is a wall of power just coming behind you you feel like you can do anything yeah you feel like you can sing anything on the planet and it's just so much fun to be able <laughs> to work with 50 plus musicians at one time
1: yeah and in
0: front of a live audience that <laughs> wow that was really cool That's beautiful. and uh i'm very fortunate that i have a few more symphony dates coming up this year alongside uh marie osmond all right which is she is just an amazing human being and I am so fortunate to be able to get a chance to work with her this year we performed with the Utah Symphony earlier this summer Wow and now we're gonna be performing at the uh, Mohegan Sun arena for 10,000 people in December on December 6th so if you're in Connecticut on December 6th come hang with us yeah at the Mohegan.
1: Yeah, yeah wow yeah talented those Osmonds they and, uh, absolutely are. <laughs> sadly their shows coming to an end I think here't it? the end of an year. era yeah. It really is
0: because that's when I first moved to Vegas. Their show opened, I believe, three or four months after I moved here. So I don't know what Vegas is like without Donny Marie.
1: Yeah, I was thinking when you first said you were a teenager uh, and you came to Vegas and you, Donny Marie, I'm like, how were you a teenager? Because I think about my life, I was like, no, I was in my 20s, like early 30s, possibly when Donny Marie started in <laughs> Vegas. No, you were a teenager. So well, good. That's 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 a nice uh, partner to have on stage, Absolutely. I imagine. So we're excited for that. Anything else we want to cover? Anything we want to say to the fans? Uh, I
0: think I'd just like to say thank you. Thank you for supporting me and for tuning in today and supporting this incredible podcast. And just thank you for being as amazing as you are. Yeah,
1: thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you to the fans, both of our good friend Daniel and of our show. And uh, as usual, we want to leave you with this. Uh, Empower yourself. Empower the world around you. Oh, and by the way, just like our friend Heidi We all want to stand by the sidelines and just say, we love you, Daniel. (laughs) I'm not going to do as beautifully as her, but I'm sure there's zillions of you out there that are doing that just like her. So again, empower yourself, empower the world around you. Thank you, Daniel.
0: Thank you so much.
1: Thanks so much for listening to Empower Humans. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and review this podcast. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit EmpowerHumans.com. We'll catch you
0: next time.